The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ladies, gentlemen, possums, welcome to week 12 game previews brought to you by Offensive Points, brought to you also by the IDP Army. We are here. It's just me and Billy again. I'm sorry about that. We might get Joe back. He might be dead. We're never sure what's happening with Joe Wiggins, but he will be back on the podcast hopefully next week. If not, I'm skipping and Billy will do it by himself. I'm not surprised that hasn't happened yet. He's been I taking a lot in, of PTO. Jordan. You're going to force me to call in Jordan to come help. Yeah, I was going to say, he's pissed enough people off out in the Twitter sphere, uh, which which is just hilarious to me. It just cracks me up when he's just pissing people off. But here we are, week 12. I hope you guys are getting close at least to making the playoffs, if not clinching the playoffs. Uh, we are here to help you win those games. Um, I mean, you want to just jump right in, Bill? Yeah, I mean, it's Thanksgiving week. This is one of the better times for football in the entire slate. Sorry, my dog is squeaking in the background, being very squeaky. Um, This is one of the better times in football where you have a Thursday slate where it's a full day of games, which they're all all honestly really good games. And then you have the Sunday night slate, then you got their Sunday slate, then you got the Monday night football. We just have so much football. It's just very exciting. Also, there are zero buys this week, so you have no problems with buy players, which I thought was kind of wild, but I like how we're here now. So, Can't take a buy on Thanksgiving. I just don't understand why we have week 14 buys. Why would we, we, don't have why would we be buys. putting players, giving them the chance to potentially go home for Thanksgiving? Like, what kind of ridiculousness is that? That's a Ridiculous. fake holiday. We've canceled Thanksgiving. Um, we're, NFL we're sure does. I, I well, stand with them. Let's jump right in. I I actually started this off. I, I created the schedule order this week, and we're starting off with the Thanksgiving games because we are excited about that, and hopefully you're listening to this before the slate starts. But if not, skip the next 10 minutes. Uh, so first, we got the Bills at the Lions at Ford Field, the 1130 game for Thanksgiving. This is when everybody starts cracking that first beer. So uh, Dan Campbell, I feel like, would also join us in cracking that first beer, but he's a little busy at the time. So 
what do we think is going to happen in this game? What, what do you got here? Well, I think Dan Campbell's actually going to drink a beer on the sideline. I think that would be the uh, the best thing that could possibly happen in this game. The man should um, be eating turkey legs somewhere at the very least. Well, I mean, a beer in one hand, turkey leg in the other, and he's got his radio headset on. It's going to be great. Um, but anyway, I, I mean, the Bills have been playing here for two weeks now, right? Because they had to play here because of the snow game last week. We hyped up me and you this potential snow apocalypse that was going to happen so sad um for the bills stadium and then they end up moving the game like the day after we did that and now you know then they ended up playing at ford field anyway so yeah the bills this is their second home now and they're going to play against a lions team that's got a really bad defense and they're going to be down jeff okuda so fire up josh allen obviously and fire up all bills wide receivers i think they're all playable this week um Obviously, you're going to play Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs, but I think even if you have Isaiah McKenzie, it would be a good flex spot for him. Um, if he's on waivers, might be somebody that you can put in uh, last-minute spot start. If oh, Last minute, first game on Thursday, I'm pretty sure. But Dawson Knox has actually been getting a little bit extra yeah, uh, pass Knox work is, as well. Knox, Knox is also a pretty good um, – basically, this is going to either be a very high-scoring game or it's going to be one of those games that I think it's going to be high-scoring and then nobody's going to score the entire game. One of those two things is going to happen, and I am never calling a game a shootout ever again. I've learned my lesson. But this has all of the makings of such a event. Yeah, it should be great. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little less inclined to play Isaiah McKenzie just because there is no bye weeks, but I, would, I wouldn't I would mind throwing him in the lineup if you're desperate or maybe you lost someone and you had to pick up some waiver wire action. Um, if you have like Allen Robinson or Isaiah McKenzie, I would probably tell you to take Isaiah McKenzie. Well, that's fair. I hope that that's not your two options, though. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. Um, as for Detroit, um, Jared Goff and company – are not bad starts this week. Buffalo has actually been slipping a little bit in the defense game lately. Um, I'm not saying start Jared Goff by any means, but if you are desperate, I understand why you might, because they will be throwing the majority of the game. Uh, Jamal Williams will always poach touchdowns, so he is a start at this point. Swift is, you kind of have to just keep throwing him out there because he's actually not doing terrible with his 10 carries, touches a game. Touchdown, man. Yeah, but at the same time, I understand why you would sit Swift, and uh, it's Thanksgiving, so maybe we get a, I just feel like with the injury that he's had all year, I don't think see them on a short week throwing him out there very much. Uh, But then Amon Ross St. Brown, you have to still keep giving him a chance and keep throwing him out there. He is really, in reality, the only target on Detroit, so... Yeah, um, DJ Chart comes back this week. We don't really know exactly what we're going to get from him. Uh, Jamison Williams was activated from the IR to begin practicing. He is still a few weeks away, I think. Uh, maybe the first week in December, but I don't think you're going to see him potentially. You're definitely not going to see him in this game. So I, I know, and the excitement is bubbling for people. I can keep it seeing really him like, actually rated, and people are drafting him on underdog. And I'm like, let's just calm down. It's not happening yet. Yeah, we so let's just – Hold off on the Jameson Williams hype train. We all want to get excited about it, but it's not just not quite there yet. So, yeah, and I didn't mention with the Bills, but obviously you play doubles, Devin Singletary, Lions defense. It, it hasn't been as, you know, bad as it was in the beginning of the season when everybody was running all over him, but it's still been pretty rough, and you still fire up Devin Singletary. But, yeah. Yeah, I know. And I, I Singletary actually had a decent workload last week. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice to see him. I think it was his most rushes this year. Yeah, 18. Um, happy to see that because I just would love to see what he can do with a full workload. And he showed it right there. It's like, let's just do that. It's true. So, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually think with Chark being back, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, I know I'm jumping all over the place, will actually have a better chance because I think people will at least be looking at DJ Chark to make plays. And I think it'll be Amon Ra who actually gets those plays. So it's true. And he doesn't, at least they didn't put him down as any kind of injury for DJ Chark. So it's not even like he was questionable. He was, they are saying that he is fully healthy. So he should be getting some kind of workload. Um, and growing up with a father who's a Detroit Lions fan, they lose on Thanksgiving, and that's what they will do this Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, though, any tight ends that you feel any good about? Brock Wright, any of those guys? Or are you, we still, it's not still them. out? It's not them. Don't do it. Please okay. don't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would hate for you to wake up, you know, when I wake up, I hope for you to get done with your lunch and then you see that Brock Ryder, whoever didn't get any points here, it's going to start your entire week off in a bad, bad situation. We want everyone to have happy Thanksgiving. So except for yeah, the Lions exactly. fans. I, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Bills win. Hopefully, you know, they can get things headed back in the right direction with Josh Allen too. He did not play well last week, by the way. Yeah. So All right, argue, on to argue. game two, Giants at Cowboys at A and TNT Stadium. Um, this is, I mean, Cowboys are a fixture on Thanksgiving, so it's exciting to see them back. Um, says there should be light rain. I think they don't. They play. They don't play in the dome. And that's on me. I don't. I didn't know that they didn't play in a dome. I think they do play in a dome. That's my bad. No, I wrote that. Um, <laughs> well, outside the stadium, there will be a light rain. I guess technically and... it can open up. I don't know. Whatever. Well, I don't know what Jerry's going to do, but yeah, at Jerry's World, Giants seven and three, Cowboys seven and three. This is going to be a dog fight. Yeah, uh, I think this is arguably the best game of just the week, but also the definitely of the Thanksgiving slate. I think we are really looking forward to this game all around, just to see some NFC East. Giants did lose uh, recently, and the Cowboys just fucking obliterated the Vikings. So um, expect a, a high-flying team here. I mean, I think the Cowboys obviously win. I'm not trying to jump above, but I think the Giants will go out there and try to score points. Uh, Darius Slayton is the like lead receiver on the Giants now for some reason. Um, we did lose Wandale for the season, and it's pretty much the Slayton day. I, I'm not upset if you want to start Slayton. I, I mean, I assume you probably have a better option, but in like a deep dynasty league or, you know, a deep league in general, I could see Slayton being a start here. I, Trayvon Diggs is not that good. So, uh, yeah. And, but I mean, if you're going to go off in any game, it would be something like this. Um, I also think uh, Richie James is interesting. He's not an overall talented player, but he, he has spot start potential. Um, if you're again, you would have to be desperate. Every game is getting played this week, so you would have to be in a situation where you lost Cooper Cup and somebody else. Like it would, it would be a, have to be a really bad spot for you. But you know. uh, yeah, I, I get it. I, I just I feel like Slayton at this point has earned his start in the lineup. Um, I do agree, Richie James would be a bit more desperation. But um, at the same time, they got to throw the ball. What's going to happen is I'm going to say temper expectations on Saquon Barkley. You're obviously starting him. You're not going to sit him. But the only thing Dallas is going to try to do is make Daniel Jones throw the ball. And that's how they're going to win the game because Daniel Jones is the best at throwing the ball. So uh, shut down Saquon, but he'll still get points. It'll still be 15 fancy points, I imagine. Like, Yeah, I think the, the Giants' magical run here might be coming to a close. They have really tough games coming up here they got to play the commanders twice they got to play the eagles twice like they got to play i'm pretty sure the vikings at some point in this like not exactly you know the easy you know pillow fights they were having at the beginning of the season 
Yeah, and I, I we all kind of saw this coming, but they're losing some of the easy games before they got to this tough stretch, so it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, on the Cowboy side of things, though, um, obviously you're going to start Pollard. Uh, Zeke, shockingly, he was back. I don't really know what if we can take anything away from that Minnesota game. It was just a bloodbath out there. There are a lot of Vikings left on that field. Um yeah, so I don't really know how much we could take from that, but Pollard was used quite a bit. Zeke was used quite a bit. Pollard kind of showed why he is should be one of the best running backs in the league, but they just refused to give him all of the work. Um, and then, obviously, wide receiver-wise, you're going to use C.D. Lamb. Um, Dak is completely usable in this, in this time. Um, Odell might be headed here, not this week, but in the future, so that is something to look forward to. But for the time being, it's fire up all your Cowboys. Dalton Schultz, usable. Um, much past that, though, on the receiving core might not be exactly super usable. Yeah, um, I will say Jonathan Taylor, you know, had a shit – or not Jonathan Taylor, my apologies. Um, Jamal Williams just had a bunch of touchdowns against against the Giants, so I think Zeke will have a chance to do that. And they're obviously they brought him back to a basically a full workload. So I think he is definitely still startable. It is weird. I don't understand it either, but they're using him. And I think obviously Pollard is the future, but so you're starting both of those guys. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Like I already said in the intro, the Cowboys win. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I think the Cowboys win. think the giant, like I said, I think the giants special season is uh, come to a close. It is a division game though, so watch this just be a trap game all around. Like yeah, three to three to three in the third quarter. That would be a real fun one. And it's Thursday, so who knows what what'll happen. But uh getting into the final Thanksgiving game, we have Patriots at Vikings. No, this isn't that exciting of a game, uh, but it will be a little bit of a Vikings redemption story. It's at US Bank Stadium in Minnesota. Um, it'll be the night game and we're in a dome, so we got no problems there. Um, Vikings have something to prove right now, so they are gonna come out fierce the Patriots defense has actually been pretty solid throughout the year although their offense is not so um I don't really know where to jump in here but feel free to take a team Bill I'll say I'll take the Patriots um so on the Patriots side of things Ramondre Stevenson is in a good spot um the Vikings run defense has not been particularly amazing um obviously you know you just saw the onslaught that the Cowboys put on him last weekend so I think Ramondre could at least feast a little bit but the obviously the stats are also kind of skewed towards that because of what happened last weekend. Um, but Ramondre is a good person to fire up. Now past that, Jacoby Myers, I think you can put him out there. I will tell you this: Vikings uh, secondary is not as bad as they've been in the past. They're pretty. I wouldn't say amazing, but there's been a, a very interesting redemption story with the secondary. So I wouldn't exactly think Jacoby Myers is in for the greatest day um mac jones being out there is a total liability for the patriots on offense and i would not be shocked if you know we we're i would not be shocked if you're looking at the box score the next morning and thinking to yourself how the hell did this happen and it's you know the vikings completely shutting down the passing game yeah it's mac jones so nothing's uh nothing's looking good on that passing game jacoby myers is the only real option there but i'm yeah. Not excited about this. So nope. um, as for Minnesota, like I said, they're coming off this embarrassing feat against the Cowboys. So they're going to come out hot. Uh, it's going to be the cook show. It's going to be the Jefferson show. Obviously you were never going to sit them anyway, but do not worry. They will have games again. I will say that this might not be the Kirk game. Um, so don't 
think that Kirk Cousins is going to go out there and just completely light stuff up. It's I a prime think time game. It's a primetime game. I didn't even think about that, but he's <laughs> he's on the bench right now until further notice. You should have a better option. There's no bye weeks out there. Um, it, I do like him in the like underdog draft if you're doing the Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I like the weight on him. I actually stacked uh, the three Vikings that you want on your team, which the third one is Hawkinson, who I've not mentioned. Uh, and this man's workload just keeps increasing and increasing and increasing. And you're going to want Hawkinson out there. Obviously, you're starting him. These are all obvious starts. Um, I don't think Thielen and uh, Osborne are really starts, but you're starting your three stars and you're sitting cousins, in my opinion. I think you're completely correct. And don't worry about Hawkinson's bad game or Jefferson's bad game or any of these people's bad game. It's that was a the game's over. It's true. Patriots win. Really? Yeah. Oh, I got Minnesota winning this. I, I think the Vikings, although they're good, um, I think that New England's going to do just enough. All right. All right. Well, on to, you know, somebody on this podcast's favorite team, Packers at the Eagles. Is uh, Gerald here? <laughs> this is Sunday night football, so we're going to get to hear, you know, the awesome Chris Collinsworth talk about now, Al, here's a guy. It's Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Aaron Rodgers. Now, oh, no. he didn't have the talent around him that he once did, but he's always got something up his sleeve, Al. And, but Christian Watson has been looking awful good these last two weeks. That Just wait for that. Something along yeah. those lines. You, you're hearing saying it. Al, but it's actually Mike Tirico now, but it's just, it has oh, to yeah. be Al. Al, it I know. It has to be Al. It is just anytime you hear him talk, you just think he's going to say Al. Yeah, poor Al Michaels having to be with Kirk Herbstreet. No offense to Kirk Herbstreet, but man. By the he, way, the, okay, we're, can we take a timeout real quick? Yeah, that's fine. Al Michaels hates Thursday Night Football. He hates oh, yeah. it. Like, it's it's very obvious by the way he talks that he hates Thursday Night Football. The way that he, pre, like, previews all of the prime bullshit that, you know, Jeff Bezos puts in front of him to, to push out there, he hates it. He hates all of it. And it's just hilarious hearing him try to hype up all this bullshit that he does not care anything about. And the games have been dog shit. So he hasn't even really gotten anything out of that. And then Kirk Herbstreit doesn't really know the players that well. He knows them from college, but he's stretched so thin, so thin that he barely gets to even prep for the game. So I feel bad for Al, even though he's making, you know, a bank off of. Oh, he's banking up. I love how Kirk Herbstreit has multiple times said like the sophomore, he's a sophomore this year. Well, he's in a second year. Uh, but well, is Kirk it Herbstreit, Thursday? Every time Kirk Herbstreit watches a game, it's like he's never seen an NFL game before. He's just no. like, wow, like, oh my God. And it's just, I didn't know that could happen. I watched exactly, college football. He put, exactly, he had two like, feet down. <laughs> oh, no, honestly. Um, is it Thursday night football where they do the uh music thing or whatever? Like, they're like, after, I don't know if it's Thursday night football or whoever, but one of the announcers, the, whoever the announcers are for it, they'll be like, check out this person's uh music and it's like little baby and it's like al michaels a 70 year old man yes saying we're going to watch little baby lately you know our our favorite (laughs) fucking artist i'm 70 i love little baby uh, he threw it to taylor swift at one that one uh thursday night football that they were previewing taylor swift's new album and it's just hilarious to hear al michaels who's probably never heard a taylor swift song before and he's just throwing it to the the taylor swift uh preview 
Oh, it's phenomenal when they're like, yeah, you know, and then they laugh about it. They're like, you know, our favorite person. It's like, yeah, maybe have someone that like actually likes this kind of music. On, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> All right, getting into the game. Let's talk about my team. Let's talk about my trip to Indy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. This is going to take a little while. You can skip ahead three minutes. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to that. Uh, the Eagles, the Eagles just, Jesus. I'm trying my best here. The Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles played Indy last week and it was fucking bad. Let's just put it that way. My wife, I overheard my wife talking to her mom on the phone saying, yeah, it was a good game. They, la they won at the last minute. It was not a good game. It was a terrible game. I think we all know that the Eagles look terrible. The Colts actually looked like a better team in the first quarter, really. Um, but the Eagles get to play the Packers. This is one of, honestly, I thought in reality was going to be one of the one competition games that we actually had, but we've obviously put ourselves lowered ourselves to the competition the last couple of weeks. So getting into this, uh, you're starting Jalen hurts and AJ Brown. I understand the connection has not looked great lately. Um, AJ Brown, I still think was dealing with that ankle injury. Um, he's going to play. Uh, he obviously played last week. Not great. He did fumble that one ball, but it was an okay game all around Devonte Smith. I've been telling you guys this for weeks now. He is startable, and he's not even a flex consideration. He's a wide receiver, too. Uh, Devontae Smith was always going to get the ball, so do not fret about that. Um, I I can't tell you what to do with Miles Sanders because the Eagles can't decide what they want to do with Miles Sanders. They give him a full workload. They don't give him a full workload. Um, this last game, they did not give him a full workload, and we didn't look good. So hopefully it's like, oh, yeah, maybe we, uh, maybe we give him a full workload, and this will work better. So... Temper your expectations on Miles Sanders with no bye weeks. If you have a better option, I completely understand. If you do not, you're obviously rolling him out there. Uh, but A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and there is no foreseeable uh, tight end that is going to fill in for Dallas Goddard. So get over that. Uh, Jack Stoll is the guy if it's anyone, but I'm not starting him in anywhere. Anywhere. Fair enough. Thank you for that comprehensive breakdown. You're welcome. And a little bit right. of bitching, but, you know, whatever. All right. I will let you talk Eagles players um, just because, you know, I like how – like I just like to let you have that one. So, Aaron Rodgers might be back. You know, it does seem like he's playing a little bit better. We found out today he's playing with a broken thumb. Um, I don't – you know, that feels like one of those things you kind of tack on to a bad season to make it seem like, well, here's the reason. But, you know, at the same time, he does have a broken – apparently have a broken thumb. So that does kind of affect what he's as ability out on the field. Um, it's nice to see that he finally has something with Christian Watson. It appears Christian Watson's caught five touchdowns in two games, which is just unprecedented. And although it's like one of those things where it's like, you can keep betting for it not to happen. It's like if you're at a roulette table and you keep betting red when you know, eventually it's going to hit black. Like, you just kind of, kind of have to keep rolling with it at, at the point. Uh, you know, he's clearly got something with him, a little bit of chemistry. All right, timeout. I, I, I tried my best here. What? The, the three touchdown what? game against Dallas, absolutely. He looked great. He looked phenomenal against Tennessee. They were both broken coverages, and he just walked into the end zone, and Rogers found him. I understand that he's. I can't even say he's getting the targets what? because what? he's what? not. So, stuff happens during football games. What do you want? He didn't look good though. He got two touchdowns. I, I the three touchdown game. I'm not arguing that that was a phenomenal performance by the Rodgers and Christian Watson. But in, against Tennessee, he did not look good. He never looked good in that game, and he just ended up getting two touchdowns. So I am okay. betting well, we against can only Christian go Watson. off of what actually happened in the game, and that was him scoring two touchdowns. And if you had him on your fantasy team, you won the week, and it may be because may have been because of him because of the amount of points he got. So just. You know, Christian Watson is sit him this week. Is what I'm telling you. Everyone. That is 
unbelievable to hear. I would not know. Don't do that. Don't don't sit Christian Watson. Aaron Rodgers is fine. Christian Watson's fine. Allen Robinson. I've been Alan telling Robinson. you Aaron Rodgers is fine for the last like seven weeks. Alan been... Lazar is, is fine. Well, not until this Christian Watson thing is he looked that great. I he's mean, looked absolutely fine. He's been like getting 250 what, what, yards, two touchdowns right a game. Now? He's QB what right now? 12. And he's just gotten up there now. Like he's just gotten up to QB 12 now. Like because he had of... a couple bad games. He started, he always starts off week one with nothing. I don't know what it is that ayahuasca or whatever. Week 12. And he's just now net just now gotten up to QB 12. And he's he just played the giants, Tampa Bay Patriots, jets, defenses, Buffalo's defense and looked fine. I mean, I just, I don't he's know. not looked fine. Anyway, he's going to play the Eagles this week. I'm hoping the Eagles, you know, intercept him quite a bit. But if they don't, he might end up getting a few brusted coverages to Christian Watson in the end zone, which might not happening. Leading to some points. Well, Al Lazard's fine to play. Um, obviously, the running backs you're going to want to, well, not AJ Dillon, but you'll want to put out Aaron Jones and Robert Tunyon's good in a pinch. Aaron Jones, I will, is the only person I'll agree. And I think you should have hyped him up more because that's how you beat the Eagles is running the ball and not throwing the ball. So. They barely beat him that way last like when Washington did that. It didn't exactly look good. Like, but they they yeah. controlled the clock and they ran against us. Although I will say that additions of Linval Joseph and and Dominic Sue stopped uh, Jonathan Taylor in the second half of last week. So there is actually a, a bit of a, a worry there. But anyway, get on to your Eagles. I spent too much time on the Packers. I already did the Eagles. I talked about everyone. Oh, just kidding. They're done. Uh, Eagles. Green win? Bay. Green Bay wins. No. Oh yeah, because you have to do the opposite. I forgot. No, I actually think Green Bay wins. This is the, this was my first projected loss, honestly. Oh, interesting. At but home. not because of Christian Watson. I guess they lost their last game at home too. Yeah, we're nine in a row on the road. Go for All it. right, let's get into the next game. We got Buccaneers at Browns at First Energy Stadium at noon. Um, shouldn't be any weather concerns here. Uh, I put this one up here because this is. Both of these teams are playing for playoff implications, and I actually really like this game, and it should be a pretty close game, my apologies, um, all around. Hmm. So, Interesting. Pick a team, any team. Um, I'll start with the Bucs. Tom Brady looked good the last time we saw him. Um, He was on a bye week last week, so we didn't get to see exactly what they looked like after that. Hamburg game, but going to Germany, maybe that is just the jump start that they needed to bring this team back um, because they looked phenomenal. The uh, red zone offense, which has been just an absolute tire fire this entire season, finally came alive. So um, I think you're good to fire everyone up. The Browns defense has been okay, but not anything special. Um, They got a complete drubbing by the Bills last weekend. And yeah, fire up everybody. Tom Brady's good. Mike Evans good. Chris Godwin's good. Um, okay, maybe not the tight end, but I think Kate Otten's uh, he's fine. He's in a pinch. fine, but again, good in a pinch. And then uh, the Fournette White thing. White is kind of taking over this backfield slowly but surely. I don't know if you trust either one of them, but I think they both should get work. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't think he's quite taken over just yet. Fournette is well, not gonna it, let go that it's easily. Slowly, it's slowly siphoning more carries and touches. It is absolutely trending that way. Let's put it that way. Um, it sucks the way that it is, but whatever. It is. Um, so Cleveland, um, you already know who to start on this team, and I literally don't even need to tell you. 
Uh, it's literally, it's Nick Chubb, and then it's our your boy Amari Cooper. There's, I mean, I guess Donovan Peoples Jones does have make the argument. My apologies, I almost just passed him right over. Uh, last five games over ten points in PPR, uh, he's worth. And honestly, really, if you go back to last two, one nine point performance in seven straight games. So, um, yeah, no, it's uh, he's got to be on the field as well, Amari Cooper. Um, I. He can argue to play Jacoby Brissett. Um, I, I think he'll try to show that he's got something left in the tank. I'm not a huge fan of playing him. Um, I just feel like he had one good game so far this year, and that was last week against Buffalo, which was impressive. But I don't know how much I'm really like banking on him, and you should have better options. So it's a no for me, dog. And also, do not start Deshaun Watson next week whenever he comes back. It's a no for me. It's dog. a no. It's a no. But yeah, uh, Kareem Hunt still, I guess I should probably touch on him. Um, nobody's replaced Njoku. Um, I know that Harrison Bryant's trying his best, but I'm still out on him for the moment. And, and Joku hopefully will come back sooner rather than later. Or actually did he play last week. He did play last week. Very limited role, I guess. So yeah, and Joku maybe, but probably not because he's not fully healthy yet. Uh, but Kareem Hunt, uh, when Deshaun Watson gets back, we will, we will have the Kareem Hunt season, but right now he's a sit for me. Fair enough. Bucks win. Uh, yeah, I got that as well. And the further cements Cleveland getting cl- closer from being eliminated or yeah, closer to being eliminated. So, yeah, what sucks this year is like, there's so many teams that are like three and seven and four and six that like not anybody's technically eliminated except Houston for Houston play yeah. other than Houston. Um, but yeah, it's sad times. All right. Chargers versus, or yeah, Chardinal, Chardinals, Chardinals. Chargers at the Cardinals, uh, State Farm Stadium. They play in a dome, so it's no problem. They're at that 305 slot, so you know you're going to have him uh, have them up against the other three uh, o'clock games that you're probably going to be more in tuned with. Um, I'll start with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's back. Is that a good thing? I don't know. Um, I'll tell you this. They looked like complete and utter ass on Monday against San Francisco, and I didn't hear I didn't hear a word about anybody going after Colt McCoy um, about that horrible offensive performance. Where was the? Oh, it's Kyler Murray's fault. Oh, it's it's not Cliff Kingsbury. As soon as you know Kyler Murray's not in there, Colt McCoy will lead this offense, and it'll look great. Well, it didn't look great to me. It looked awful, and. I know they play in San Francisco, but it wasn't anything special. Kyler Murray makes this offense special, and when he's not there, it's not special. People hate on Kyler Murray a lot. Uh, I do not believe it's, it's his unnecessary. fault. Like, I, I do not it, understand. It's unnecessary. I actually don't get it. Um, other than the fact that he dre- like dreads off during the uh, end of the year, but at this point, we sh- it showed that they needed him to have that game. Honestly. Colt McCoy, I feel like was very serviceable in the first quarter. And then like he forgot how to play football or he got scared and got hit too many times. Well, the, I mean, the biggest issue with Kyler Murray is that, I mean, a lot of people think that he doesn't care about football, but here's the thing. If Kyler Murray was not on this football team, they win maybe two games the entire season, maybe two. Like he is the reason they're actually win. I mean, I think they're only got like four wins, but he's the reason they're actually can and have a chance in every game when he's not in there. The chance is very slim unless they're playing a bad team. That's just what happens. But anyway, from a fantasy perspective, Kyler Murray's good. DeAndre Hopkins is good. 
Um, I still don't trust Dorch enough to throw him in there. I realized what he did last week, and that was fun to watch, but there was a lot of like weird cleanup duty involved with that. And it was the, mostly trash time. And, and Marquise there was a 47-yard catch. Like, yeah. That was it. So, Marquise Brown might be back, too. Yeah. So keep so, an eye on that. It, yeah. Keep Monitor that. I still don't know if I'd start him right away, but if they're suggesting that he maybe plays the entire time, maybe throw him in there. Um, James Conner. He's not a particularly good runner. I made I made this exact case when we did our trade uh, thing. If you're going for a championship, he's not a good runner, but he's gonna get touchdowns. He's touchdowns fucking trash, game. dude. It's fuck. He looks so bad. He gave up. I wouldn't say he gave up the game, but he started the onslaught basically by giving up the ball. Uh, literally tipped I mean, it I'm just into saying, the like, It's not. It's, I'm not saying he's good, but he just gets points. He's going to get a touchdown for some stupid reason. He's back to exactly. his bullshit. Hopefully you traded for him because he is the exact kind of player that's going to win you a championship. And it's not because he's a good runner. It's just he gets those goal line opportunities, like the old Mike Tolbert situation, like that exact thing. And then don't start Trey McBride. Averaging good old three yards per carry the last two weeks. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I will say Trey McBride in the future, but not yet. No. Yeah, um, exactly. That's what, that's what it is. Maybe it was better with Tyler. I don't know. Yeah, getting on the Chargers. Eckler's RB1. Uh, I think you should play him. Uh, Herbert is starting to get back into a better shape. I think that bye week did them justice. Um, I think you're ready to fire him back up if you've been, you know, sitting him for other players. Um, I I have unfortunately set, played him all year, and it's been really rough a lot. But uh, I think this is the time where he's finally back, especially against Arizona's shoddy defense. Um, and then speaking of... His new favorite target, it's not Keenan Allen. It's not Mike Williams. It's fucking Joshua Palmer. And our man Billy knew this and started him in a dynasty league because he just knew Josh Palmer with Mike Williams. And season. Yeah. New Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were just not going to be the number one on the team. It's Joshua Palmer. That man is startable in all formats, especially I believe Mike Williams is going to miss this game. Um, Keenan Allen is still startable, and it was good to see him actually get 90 yards in a game. And then... Everett's startable, but I feel like you kind of want to see him come back from this injury. And also, he's still questionable. We're not really sure if he'll play or not. Uh, but Everett is, you know, kind of that fringe start as tight end right now. So, sounds good. I think, I honestly, I think that this is a Cardinals win. I think that just this is a weird one that they win that we're going to be like, how the hell did they win that game? I can see it. It's a division game, but I'm going to pick the Chargers. Just not a division I, game. I like it. Are they not in the same? They are AFC not in the West same division. West. Wow. I just converged the Wests, man. <laughs> That's my bad. I was thinking, I guess I was thinking LA. I didn't even think about it. Fair right. I mean, fair enough. I know, I know how you could make the mistake. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we got a split here, but I, I think it could go either way. So um, is this mine? Yep. Saints 49ers. Levi Stadium. Uh, Saints have something to prove here against the 49ers, so they are going to come out firing. We probably will never see Jameis Winston again. I think he's just done. I think he retired uh, midseason. We're not 100% sure. He's got this lingering injury, and for some reason, Andy Dalton is still the starting quarterback. Um, you are not playing Andy Dalton. I just I just want to repeat this. You are not playing Andy Dalton. I know you saw Manny threw three touchdowns last week. That was really impressive. Do not even think about it. He should not be rostered. He's QB third, 23 or something on the year. He is not rosterable, maybe rosterable, but not startable. Let's put it that way. Um, I will say Kamara is always going to be playable. I understand that he has not had the best games um, in the past, but those 40 point games could literally happen at any given moment. So let's say you have 
you've kept Kenneth Walker and you have, I don't know, Nick Chubb and you have, uh, a, I don't even know, a mediocre running back that you're like, I'm just going to start him over Kamara. You're not. You're going to put Kamara out there. You can't sit him, unfortunately. Uh, and then our man Chris Olave finally has a little bit of a redemption story. He has actually had a couple of bad weeks in a row, but Olave looked like a madman out there and he's back catching touchdowns. So you're Ross, you're putting him out there as well. So, and that pretty much covers up the Saints. Oh, never mind. That's not true. Juwan Johnson, we should talk about him. He has actually yep. had just a phenomenal tight last like seven. Yeah, tight end seven or eight on the year at the moment. And it's just touchdowns. I mean, it's and not to mention he's getting those, he's getting 40 yard games, three, four yard, three, four, five catches, and then he's getting the touchdown. And this is sad times of that position. I was say, is this the end of Taysom Hill? I don't know. We'll never know because <laughs> every time can... it feels like it, he goes out and has some weird ass game where he throws a touchdown, runs one in. So it's always frustrating. Yeah, that 34 um, yard game, or the 34 point game is long since. Uh, I should Taysom. mention we were supposed to be doing awesome possums this whole time. Josh Palmer was an awesome possum in the last game. And uh, Chris Olave is our awesome possum from the Saints. And as I get to the 49ers, our awesome possum from the 49ers is Brandon Ayuk. Um, <clears throat> Got our wide receivers taken care of. Yes, we do. That was all of our wide receivers right there. So what we see from the San Francisco offense this week, I think, is going to be like just kind of a fine-tuning week. I think it's going to be a good week for Jimmy G, good week for Christian McCaffrey, good week for Elijah Mitchell. I think this is just going to be a drubbing of the – New Orleans Saints, and I think that you can fire everyone up. It was good to see Kittle come back and do what he did against the Cardinals on Monday. It was just, it was cool to just see him able to do it. Like, we were just never sure if we were going to see it again. And then to see him do that was just, I mean, it was special. Debo may be hurt in this game. That is something to monitor. Maybe as the week goes on, he's questionable. Um, just so, you know, keep your options open so that Even's going to further maybe boost Ayuk, even if he is maybe a little banged up. Ayuk was doing a lot in that Cardinals game to make you happy with him. Um, but, yes, everybody on this offense is good to go, including Jimmy G. I, I just want to go back to – circle back to Kittle here. The man had one bad week since he's – I mean, obviously it took him a little while to get going after he the injury. He had the two-touchdown week where he looks like a – He looked like a madman for league. sure, and he ran down the field and he made the touchdowns happen. It wasn't like he caught a touchdown. He literally made the touchdowns happen. Kittle right. is. I just hadn't seen it in a, in a he's while. He's tight end three. At, at the end of all this, I am happy to see him uh, officially back with the two touchdowns. But he has had some good games. It was just you know, slowly but surely, he's going to have a bad game here. And there. We didn't see. He we hadn't seen him have like a Kelsey game in a while. Let's put it that way. <sighs> Kelsey. Um, 49ers win. 49ers win. Yeah, for sure. Easy, easy money. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Ravens. Not Ravens. Uh, Bengals at the Titans at Nissan Stadium. Um, I'll take the Titans. Uh this offense is very strange. Um, obviously, Derrick Henry is a start. But as far as the other players, I mean, as long as Ryan Tannehill's out there, I think everyone's usable. Um, it was awesome to see Traylon Burks like, have kind of a breakout game. Um, first 100-yard pass or receiving game of his career. It's good to see him come back and have an immediate impact like that. Um, Robert Woods was usable, and Austin Hooper you know, we kind of been waiting for Hooper to come out eventually. I think he, I think he might finally be usable. This Ravens team's not a particularly great defense against the pass, and so I think if you're gonna try to beat them, Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball through the air, even though they're gonna, you know, usually you'd be like that's kind of a terrible idea. I think in this game it might actually be a strength. Yeah, uh, I don't, I, I can't disagree with you there. Um, I will say that. I'm not a big fan of playing anyone other than Derrick Henry. Um, I understand that Traylon Burks did have a good game, but it's it's hard for me to like really get behind a passing game on Tennessee. If the um, Ravens were better, I would say, yeah, I agree. That's fair. Um, to the Bengals, uh, you're excited about this old team, pretty much. Uh, Joe Mixon's... Yeah. Sorry? You're what? Right. You're right. Okay. Uh, Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow is... Uh, he's... He's just that guy, man. Um, put it put it on Pittsburgh, and he's going to continue throwing, especially against uh, Tennessee right now. So, uh, my I I understand Tennessee is good against the pass, but they do not have they have not played the weapons that Joe Burrow has. So they're saying Jamar Chase should be back. I I, I want you to temper expectations. I understand that you're going to roll him out there. You have to. It's Jamar Chase. Please don't sit him. But I just don't think I feel like it's rushed at this point. I feel like it's going to be kind of a decoy situation. So at that point, fire up T Higgins and possibly even Boyd. Boyd would be a consideration flex at this point for me. Uh, Joe Mixon is something to look up at um, there. He is tending to that concussion. So keep an eye on Samaji Pirine. I, I'm worth, I think he's worth if you got him off the waivers just because of what he did last week. Uh, don't wouldn't expect that to happen again. But with the full workload, he could uh, have a blow up game if Mixon is to miss. So Whoever the running back is, I'd, I'd play him. <clears throat> yeah, it was very interesting to see some IJP Ryan go off like that. It's very week. irritating when you have Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon on the same team well, and you I see mean, Joe Mixon get injured. The thing is, I mean, well, I guess at least on the Burrow side of things, at least he was passing touchdowns, but yeah, very interesting. Um, Bengals, hopefully. Bengals, probably, but the Titans could give it to him. Yeah, this is this is actually a sneaky good game to watch. Yeah, honestly, there's some pretty good matchups this week. Mm-hmm. Like at the lineup wise, we get into some worse ones as we always do sooner rather than later. Uh, Ravens Jaguars probably should have been listed higher. That's what uh, we're going to talk about next. Uh, TIA Bank Stadium 
in Jacksonville. Uh, this is another noon game here. So I, I don't even know what team I want. I like both these teams. Uh, let's go. I'll take the Ravens. Um, Lamar Jackson is struggling. Let's just, let's just put it that way. He's missing a wide receiver. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. would be a great fit here. Um, but until that happens, I think Lamar Jackson is sittable. Um, I'm not saying do it here. Jacksonville's defense isn't great, but they have been playing pretty well. Um, just temper expectations on Lamar Jackson. Um, um, so Gus Edwards uh, would be my running back, I would say, that I just hope that he can play a full game. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if I could start him right now. Uh, the only real start here is Mark Andrews and possibly Demarcus Robinson, who's been just blowing up. Uh, in the past so i don't know it's it's a weird team man it could be anyone um do you like anyone on baltimore um no i think i the problem is in the league i have like lamar jackson and mark andrews so it's like i'm gonna throw them both out there do i feel great about it not necessarily but you know is what it is on the jaguar side of things uh we're not starting t-law until further notice um christian kirk I'll have to say it. I mean, he's, he's a wide receiver one in the football league right now. Like it's, he's gotten there in a very unconventional way on a team. That's not exactly great, but you know, he's there. It mostly came in the last game when he had 31 points, but at the same time, he's been pretty consistent for the entire season. He is a completely usable wide receiver and going up against the Ravens is exactly the kind of Christian Kirk, you know, team that you need to play Christian Kirk against um you're only then, saying that because you traded for christian kirk but i i get it at the I, same time that man's the been just on I mean, a freaking tear lately it's insane i i i don't think he's a particularly good wide receiver but i mean this just I makes me excited for stats. ridley next year i cannot argue with the stats exactly exactly when he really gets there man this offense might be cooking but still don't start trevor lawrence on the running back side of things Travis Etienne is still your RB1 here. I don't care that Daryl Henderson's there. I doubt he even plays this week because nah. he's gotten there kind of late in the situation. And I don't really think that he's particularly good up on the offense yet. So you're still firing Etienne up and not worrying a thing about it. Yeah, 100%. I don't think you're, you have any worries there. Um, I don't even know who's going to win this game. It's probably the Jaguars, but I feel like the Ravens could click at any given moment. Nah, I think it's going to be the Ravens. Okay. Well, we'll take I'll take the Ravens. I, I feel like it'll probably be the Jaguars for some stupid reason though. Probably. Okay. Bears at the Jets. Joe's Bears have a great offense. But here's the thing, Josh. It turns out when you trade away Roquan Smith, your defense gets worse. I know it's it's a strange way of doing football, but when you trade away one of the best players in the league on defense your defense gets worse. And so now the bears have a good offense with a bad defense. They had a bad D de- or good defense with a bad I just, offense. I just want to piss off all the IDP guys out there, but, but, but Jack Sanborn, Jack Sanborn, he's so good. No, you know what he's doing? He's sweeping up the tackles. This is an Alex Singleton situation where he's just getting tackles because he's like the only one there. You know, what he's doing missing a lot of tackles as well. So just, I mean, he's, he is developing, but he's just not, Roquan Smith. He's not so Roquan there, Smith. Exactly. There's, there's part of the problem. Um, but um, I'll start with the Bears. I, I, I like Justin Fields a whole lot. He's obviously a usable quarterback um, because of his we, legs. We found out this week he has a shoulder injury that is going to further limiting limit his already limited throwing ability, I'm sure. like I don't know how much worse his throwing ability could get, but I guess we'll find out um, this week. 
I I still think you could like Cole Komet in this offense. I still think you could like Darnell Mooney. Um, the Jets have a really locked down defense, though, so I don't really necessarily think you're going to want to play those guys, but you kind of have to probably because you probably are either in a situation where those are your best players or you've maybe lost somebody that has forced them into the lineup. Um, and then as far as running backs go, David Montgomery is going to have a good day. I think he is the one player that you feel the most confident in with Justin Fields just behind him. I don't think the Justin Fields experience has met a defense like the Jets quite yet. Yeah, the Jets defense has been stellar. Uh, I definitely would temper expectations in the passing game, but especially with that shoulder injury, I think Mooney's really the only play you really want to play. I think Komet is a, a sit here at this point. Um, hopefully you still have another tight end. I get most people. The tight end position is just, it's so hard it's a to hellscape for sure to play a tight end because there's like two usable ones and everyone else is a dart throw. Yeah, I just feel like Mooney, if there's going to be a touchdown, it's probably going to Mooney. So that's why I would be more on that boat. But uh, as for the Jets, I'm surprised you didn't take the Jets here. Mickey fucking Blanco season. They bypass Joe Flacco. They sit Zach Wilson and it's fucking Mike White going out there. I am stoked for the Jets. They get He gets a freaking layup uh, of a defense to play against. It actually should be a good game because... Uh, I imagine that the bears will be on their best behavior trying to win a game, but at the same time, I don't know. They might be tanking at this point. So uh, Mickey Blanco, I assume makes everyone better at this point, Michael Carter, especially in uh, his three or four games that he started last year, Michael Carter was on an absolute tear. Go look at the stats yourself. You can see him. Um, and then Garrett Wilson, I have to imagine. I mean, he's been pretty decent even with Zach Wilson in the game. I have to imagine that he's going to continue to be good or better with Mike White. Um, this could open up some Elijah Moore, but I would probably put Corey Davis in if you had a wide receiver. Just Bears secondary is pretty rough. So, yeah, man, I mean, firing up the Jets. And I guess, who's, is it Conklin? I don't even know. Who's the right, who's their tight end? Yeah, it's Conklin. Conklin has actually been doing pretty decent. He had a couple uh, off weeks recently, but um, he's been kind of on that tight end fringe, uh, tight end 12 on the year, which is kind of wild, but he's only had about four or five good games. So keep an eye on him. I mean, it's it's worth it's worth the play here, the the, de- the, uh, the Bears defense is just trash. So I think Jets win. Mickey Blanco Let's season. Die. We got the King back. King back in the saddle. So happy to have him. Yep. Mickey Blanco season is um, doing quite well. But yep. Yes. Jets win. And then. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 I, right. why I, was, I thought it was my turn for some reason. I, it might be. I don't really know. Falcons at the Commanders. FedEx field noon and a little bit of rain here. Oh, I, did, I didn't mention Bears and Jets will also be raining. Um, so just keep an eye on that. The running backs will be even more impressive, but it should be okay. It's not like a monsoon and there's no snow. So uh, Falcons and Commanders, I'm pretty excited about this game. I think this is actually two relatively even matched teams. Um, I understand the Falcons probably are a little under the Commanders, but this should be a good football game. The Newt Slate's actually looking like it's going to be pretty evenly matched games for the most part. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to take the commanders They're They've been an exciting team. Heineke has been playing for some football. Um, so give him a chance. Uh, if you, if you need him, I understand there's no buys. So I can understand if you don't need him, but he's been playing some pretty decent football, giving McLaurin a shot at, at it all. Um, and then McLaurin is an obvious start. You don't need to know. I understand Heineke wasn't the best last week, didn't get those touchdowns, but he is putting the team in good performances. And I would at least think about starting him. Um, Antonio Gibson is the better running back, but Brian Robinson is loved more for some reason. Um, In my opinion, it's a sit on Brian Robinson and a start on Antonio Gibson. 
but it is against Atlanta and they're probably going to give Brian Robinson like 20 carries for some stupid reason. Curtis Samuel has disappeared just a heads up. So I don't know if you noticed this, but that, that was over anyone who traded Curtis Samuel for anyone good. I'm proud of you because that was probably worth it. Uh, and then the other, the other pass catchers just aren't there yet. Jahan Dotson's kind of coming back, but it's not, he's not quite there yet. So it's, Pretty much the running backs um, and Terry McLaurin. Uh, Logan Thomas is, you know, you can have a conversation about him. He did uh, have a pretty decent game last week, but I still think he needs a little bit of time to come back from that injury. Yeah. Um, as far as the Falcons go, obviously you're going to play Cordero Patterson. He is completely usable. Uh, we lost Kyle Pitts, uh, unfortunately. He was just about to break out. This was the week. 100-yard pass, 100-yard Receiving game, two touchdowns. It was going to happen. Oh, God damn it. Unfortunately, we don't get to see it against the commanders. So um, I think Drake London, I don't really know how much his usage could go up. I mean, I guess he probably will garner a few more targets, but he hasn't really been particularly super great with those targets. Mariota is not a good quarterback. And the sooner we get to that realization, Arthur Smith, like, I, I hope you're listening to this I, I know that you listen to this podcast just kidding but if he does sit Mariota. time to get Ritter out there and let's see what we got um but yeah it's I, I don't even know who else to tell you to play on Atlanta Cordero Patterson is the only person I feel comfortable with yeah I 100% agree I do like Mariota as a fill-in but since once again no buys meh uh I think commanders win and kind of start getting creeping up to them giants and making them a little nervous commanders start to take command yeah all right, let's get on to what should be the most lopsided NFL game in history, the Rams at the Chiefs. I will take the Rams. Okay, mm. so on the Rams side. I wanted the Rams. Damn it. I think if you're in a 2QB league, Bryce Perkins is interesting. I, he was a very good, well, good, strong. He was a decent dual-threat quarterback in college. Um, I do think he opens up a little bit of that QB run that's so popular nowadays. Obviously, you're not going to get a Justin Fields performance out of this, but, you know, he does offer something on the ground that, you know, Stafford definitely didn't. Um, as far as any other player on this team, please don't think I can do it. I don't think I can There's tell you. One. Maybe There's Higby. One. It's but Higby. Other, other than that, I don't think I can tell you with a straight face to start anybody else on this team. I understand that there's a Higby Stafford connection, uh, but the thing about Higby is he's getting eight targets. Like that's just, you, you got to play him, especially like I think he's averaging about eight nine targets on the season, uh, and you can't not play him with the state of tight ends at this point. Yeah, but I know no, he's not running backs. Kyron Williams is a starter. Um, if you feel really spicy, maybe throw him out there. Um, but other than that, I, I don't I don't see how you start another player on the Rams. I, can't get behind the running backs on this one uh, just because of the, the the stretch that they'll be going against. Okay, well, this one's really easy for the Chiefs. Uh, your best play of the of this is Pacheco. Uh, 100 yards last week. I understand he didn't get a touchdown or really much of the passing game, uh, but he is the play here because this, this team is going to go up quick. Edwards Alaire is out. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is not really known as a running back, and they're going to at some point have to just run the ball because they're going to probably pull Mahomes. Uh, maybe there's a third guy out there that I don't know about, but I'm not starting him. Um, Mahomes and Kelsey is this, this, this connection is getting ridiculous. Uh, the three touchdowns a game for Kelsey is just unfair to anyone playing against a Mahomes Kelsey stack. AKA good luck. Good job, Davis. Proud of you. Um, 
honestly, other than that, the wide receivers, uh, if Juju's back, you're starting him. Um, Hardman's still out. So I like the idea of like another of these wide receivers, but with this being lopsided and not really <clears throat> needing to be a throwing game, I think you temper expectations really just in the passing game. If you don't get a touchdown early, which, you know, Kelsey will probably do at some point. Um, I don't really know. I can't really tell you in good faith to start any other wide receiver other than Juju and Kelsey. Yep. So, right. so that's that's the Chiefs, and they win. Yeah, I mean, easily. <laughs> Honestly, this, I think, is should be a 20-point spread. I know it's not. I know it's only at, like, 15 right now 16 even if stafford was playing it should be like 15 point spread well, so. well it was before he went out it was 15 and Good. i don't know what it's at now but rough well, times to be there it is this um, is the worst title defense i think we've ever seen i mean uh, it actually right now it's tied for worst if they lose more games it'll be the worst i think okay because it's uh, this is one of the weirdest teams i've ever seen they're so bad yeah, well, that's what happens when you get aging players. Uh, it doesn't yeah. always work out. And also, you lose your best tackle. But anyway, yeah. uh, on to the Raiders Seahawks at Lumen Field in Seattle. Uh, this should actually be a good game. Probably should. I was. I just could not put the Chiefs up a little higher because the Chiefs are an exciting team to watch. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Raiders. Uh, they look phenomenal right now. Uh, you want to know why? because Derek Carr is throwing to the only player on the team that knows how to play the game other than Josh Jacobs. Um, so they just keep looking for 15 targets for Devonte Adams. Uh, Matt Collins days are, you know, dwindling, but unfortunately it's still there a little bit. Uh, had a pretty decent amount of targets last week, but that's because there's just no one else to throw to uh, without Waller and Ho- uh, not Hollins um, Renfro. It's he's the wide receiver too. So he does kind of have an argument to start. I won't do it. Um, I'm still not even starting Derek Carr because I just don't trust in it. I, and, and week by week, obviously the last three weeks, he's been pretty consistent with a couple touchdowns, but Josh Jacobs steals most of the touchdowns via the ground game. So uh, look for Josh Jacobs and Devonte Adams. Those are the two real players that you're playing on this team. It's true. Uh, on to the Seahawks. Um, Ken Walker should be in everyone's DFS lineup this weekend. Raiders have the worst def- or run defense in the league and they are playing at home. You know, that's a recipe for is a big, gigantic week from Ken Walker. I just don't see how it goes wrong. He is one of our awesome possums, by the way. We've been a total mess not getting these picks out, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, but yes, Ken Walker, easy, fire him up. Geno Smith, fire him up as well. I've, I would love to see Geno Smith kind of kick back in. What he did against Tampa was not really that good. It kind of looked like old Geno Smith a little bit. So it would be nice to see him come back this week after the bye and, you know, really another reason Ken Walker should be good by the way, but you know, should come back this week at home and put a really good uh, game against the Raiders out there. Um, obviously DK's playable. Tyler Lockett's playable. I don't really trust any of the tight ends, but Seattle wins. Yeah. Just, uh, Raiders could put up a fight, but Seattle probably wins. Yeah. You're probably right there. All right. On to the Steelers versus the Colts. The fighting Jeff Saturdays um, at Lucas Oil Stadium. I will take the fighting Jeff Saturdays. Um, with Matt Ryan, this team is a very decent offensive team. Um, I know Jordan hates Michael Pitt, Pittman to the day that he dies, but he is a wide receiver two this season, and he has not been that bad when he's had Matt Ryan out there. So you're going to still fire up. 
you know, Pittman. Um, we kind of expected Paris Campbell to be better last week. He was not. I think that that should kind of show you exactly. Yeah, a couple big plays, honestly. He did, but it wasn't. We all thought it was going to be the Paris Campbell show. We thought it was that, that's who we were going to get, but it was not. So. Slay looked terrible against Pittman. He was letting, he they were playing did, so and soft. That was concerning. But Pittman is a good wide receiver. You know, Jordan hates him, but that's fine. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, you're throwing out there. Don't think twice about that. Steelers do have a good run defense, and they have a solid defense overall. But Jonathan Taylor's just built different, and that's the thing. You're going to play the players that get built different, and that is Jonathan Taylor. So Jonathan Taylor starts. Michael Pittman starts. I don't feel good about Matty Ice, but if you really need someone in a pinch, he's good. Like Maybe you lost Stafford this week. I don't know. Do not, that would be do not play do not play Matt Ryan, please. That I would just, be the only reason. I just uh, I can't I can't get behind it. I'm sorry. Um he he's a game manager at this point, and it's Jonathan Taylor show, so those tutties are going to him now. Uh speaking of running backs, one person finally had their breakout, and that's Mr. And has been startable beyond all comparison. Uh, I had him in my top 12 uh dynasty running backs because for a reason because he is going to be utilized in the future and this they i think they're starting to realize hey maybe we should give Najee harris the ball kenny pickett's not even startable don't even think about him um unless you're in a super flex uh deontay johnson has been more than disappointing to every uh fantasy manager out there and george pickens has been at least decent i think he's definitely startable i i can't get excited about him because of pickett but at the same time, his numbers are admirable. So give him a chance. And then, of course, Freermuth. Uh, I mean, it's only like four tight ends out there. So you're going to play for Pat Freermuth if you have him. So Good. pretty easy. That is easy. Um, oof, this one's interesting. This does not feel like a game that Tomlin loses. I'll put it that way. I agree. But the way Indy played last week, if they can recapture that. And I honestly, the only problem is I'm going to go with the Steelers because of TJ Watt because their team is a better team with TJ Watt around. Seems like that. Okay, on the Texans versus the Dolphins at Hard Rock <laughs> Stadium. I will take the Texans because this is very easy. It's Damian Pierce and no one else. Kyle Allen is the new starting quarterback. Kyle Allen's not good. I am not I cannot trust Nico Collins, can't trust Cooks, can't trust Aikens, can't trust Brevin Jordan's basically not even playing anymore. That was like a terrible trade in my opinion looking back for me and my dynasty league that I traded for him in. Um, but this is just not a year for Houston Texans. I think we just need to see what players are going to be here next year, what players maybe we aren't going to have on the Texans, and they're just kind of coasting out the end of the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, as for the Dolphins, a lot more of an exciting team. Uh, not a big fan of two attack Bob but you know what? He puts up fantasy points. And you know why he puts up fantasy, point, fantasy points? Because of this little-known receiver called Tyree Kill. So you're going to want to start Tyree Kill. Um, you're going to start Tua because you never know uh, if it's that 40-point game. Um, he could have a bad game, but it's probably not happening against the Texans unless they just go up too quickly and he's not involved. Say it's like a run to Tyree Kill, and then Jeff Wilson goes off. So speaking of Jeff Wilson, Tua and Jeff Wilson are our awesome possum quarterback and flex play of the week. Uh, I, I feel like we missed a couple of these here. We got Dolce to tight end. We'll actually go through this here in a second, but Jeff Wilson has been super impressive since coming to Miami. Um, the guy I hate, uh, Mike Daniel or whatever the heck his name is apparently loves Jeff Wilson. So ever since losing his job to Christian McCaffrey, Jeff Wilson comes over to Miami and immediately makes a difference last week, 17 for 119. So 
you are starting Jeff Wilson, especially against this game. And I don't think he's like quite good enough of a running back to like sit in a pinch. Like eventually if they go up by like 20, 30, maybe, but I don't see them actually sitting Jeff Wilson. I mean, there might be more of a split and get Mostert involved, but I, I think you start both these running backs. Honestly, Mostert should be relatively <laughs> heavily involved as well. So uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, Waddle. Um, Gusecki's actually been pretty decent against or, or with Tua uh, this last couple weeks, which is quite surprising, but uh, kind of hated Gusecki. Actually, never mind. I lied. He's been back to Gusecki. Gusecki. Don't start Gusecki. Maybe. I don't know. It's a bad team, so you never know who's going to get the points. I'm out on Gusecki because Tua has not and historically been a fan of him. So, yeah, and that's the Dolphins, but that's pretty much every week. So, Dolphins really win by a billion gajillion. A billion, gajillion, fulfilling. Um, speaking of a terrible, terrible game, we have the Broncos at the Panthers at Bank of America Stadium at noon. A little bit of light rain just to further complicate Russ's return. Um, <laughs> uh, shoot, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have the Panthers. I'm gonna let you have the Panthers. You can talk about that. I'll take, I'll take the Broncos and talk about how you pretty much can only start. Actually, you know what? Latavius Murray is now the lead running back for the Denver Broncos. And you know what he did? He did well with that, with that job title. So I guess you start him, especially against the Panthers, but man, you are not happy about starting a 32 year old running back in your uh, no bye week fantasy football league. Hopefully it works out for you, but there's really just no other running backs to boot at this point. Judy will probably be back, but he has missed practice on Wednesday. That ankle injury did look terrible, but they've said it's minor. So keep an eye on that. If he's not back, I will fire up Sutton just because, you know, by default, he's the only wide receiver out there. Should it be good for about 10 or 13 points? Um, and then Dolchich, our awesome possum tight end of the week, which I almost ruined or did ruin. He has had a couple off weeks, but this team has got to throw the ball somewhere and it needs to be Dolchich and there's no other tight ends really running good enough routes to uh, salvage any fantasy points. So it's Dolchich, Sutton, uh, Latavius Murray, unfortunately, and Russell Wilson is nowhere to be found. You are not starting him. Please do not do that to yourself. That's true. And then on to the Panthers. Um, The fight in Baker Mayfields were quite pathetic last week. It was a very sad game for Baker Mayfield. Don't really think he should be starting at any point in the NFL, but definitely not last week. Um, which leaves us with Sam Darnold starting this week. The return of, I'm, I don't even know what to put it. I was going to say the King, but he's not really that good. Not no, like you can't even say that. Nothing, nothing special about Sam Darnold. I will say, does this boost all the wide receivers a little bit? Sure. I just think they're <sighs> going to be about the same as they were. Like, I don't think this was a boost. I think this is just... More of the same. And the Denver defense has actually been really good this year. I think Sam Darnold's going to be on his ass quite a bit in this game. And I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think this is going to be a fantasy dud for at least the Panthers side, maybe both sides. Yeah. Uh, I will say those all there was people that traded. I saw a lot of trades. Actually, someone traded David Montgomery for DJ Moore at one point, And I bet they're just kicking themselves right now after these last three yeah, games. Maybe. And it was about three weeks ago too. So congratulations for selling high on DJ Moore. I kind of knew this wasn't going to last because this team shouldn't be good and it's not. And the thing is, is it's just one of those things where any team can win any game and somehow Carolina well, has done it. Their defense is good. Their like, defense is good. Confused. Their defense is actually pretty darn good. It's just their offense is so bad. 
that they just cannot ever be in a game because they're they're they just can't score. They can't move the ball. I'm sure there was a good percentage of people that started Deontay Foreman last week and got that dud, and we're just like, what do we do now? You said yeah, it. Well, you 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 earned that. Starting any Panther on your team, you deserve what you got. Yeah, I, I do agree. So uh, it's going to be a bad game. Uh, the Broncos have a chance to put some offensive points out there because Carolina's Carolina's defense isn't bad, but it's not great. But it's also Russell Wilson, and he's looked just abysmal. So um, if it's anyone, it's probably Latavis Murray, and then you just have a decent Sutton game like you've had all year. So yeah, well, literally the Panthers' only reason they lost last week was that Baker made through field through a pick. And then they got a touchdown off of that. Like that was the only reason that they won the game. And I, like I said, Panthers defense, pretty darn good. And I just, I don't see, I don't see this game being more than like 10 to three. Like that would not shock me as a final score. I'm not going to pick a winner, but I will pick a loser (laughs) of this game. And that is all NFL fans. Yes, especially Broncos or Panthers fans. Thank God they put this in the noon slate where there's a bunch of other games to pay attention to because they had they stuck this at the three o'clock slot, which they do love to do. Imagine if it was in Denver, they would have put it in the three o'clock slate. Probably such a nightmare for us. Uh, Well, anyway, that's our game previews. We did it and almost under an hour, which is kind of shocking. But, you know, we don't have Joe here. We spent a lot of time in that first half talking about other things. Oh, yeah. No, I, I rambled a little bit. That'll happen. And I, I apologize to all the fans for, for some reason, me rambling. I don't know. Eh, they like the brambles. Yeah, it happens sometimes. But anyway, um, Billy, you want to you wanna give us our give us our little, like, outro here? Or do you have anything? Yeah, final so thoughts? please follow us on Twitter at Offensive Points. Follow at the IDP Army on Twitter as well. Follow us on YouTube at the IDP Army. We're doing start sits every Sunday. Um, it'll be Jordan sometime, or it'll be Jordan pretty much every week. Uh, me, Josh makes appearances on there every now and then. Everybody makes, except for Joe, because you know. I actually might come exist. this week. I've been. Does I've been Joe out really exist? We have yet to know. We don't. We have Joe's dead, guys. Yet. I thought I told you this. Okay, the the calm podcast. down. The police don't need to know what you're talking about. I didn't anyway, kill him. Joe might be back next week. He will might be on the Saturday show. You just never know with Joe. That's the thing. Uh, follow at Josh Hall STL, follow at Ombre Vendor, follow at OP Joe with two E's. If he ever posts again, we may never know. Um, he did that one thing at the Bears game, and he's been dead ever since. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yes, follow us on there. Go have a great Thanksgiving. Watch some football. Watch some football. Um, I don't know why I had to say it like that with a little hand motion that football. nobody else can see. I know, football, like an Italian person over here. Um, but go out there. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the rest of your, you know, hopefully this podcast, all a lot of podcasts took off this week. My wife also thought we should have taken off this week, but guess what? We're out here grinding for the fans, the diehard football fans. So I am happy to be able to put this episode out for everyone out there. Uh, go, go spend some time with your families. Go listen to some football, go watch some football, go listen to podcasts and stuff. Apparently it's only us out there. So we'll enjoy it. Good night and enjoy your Thanksgiving, everyone. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.